Trash. Trash. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Just Goody and Zan. Just Goody is a uh, he, he's a great reggae artist. He's a guitarist. Uh, he is out of Detroit, Michigan, actually, but he's currently out in San Diego, California, and he plays reggae with a lot of people that you probably know. Uh, he's played with Ian Young. He's, uh, he's played with Revolution. Uh, he's played with a lot of different bands that are just um, are superb and top-notch reggae bands, especially out of uh, California and uh, the Cal Root scene. Uh, also on the show is his partner, Zan, who is amazing and, and, and a wonderful singer. And they also sing a song for us. So uh, super exciting. Everybody, it's going to be a good time. Uh, if you guys want to find out a little bit more about Just Goody, uh, you can definitely go check out the links in the show notes. Uh, they are going to be, uh, they have some, sorry, they are going to, be, they're going to be hitting the road this fall. I don't, or this summer and this fall. I'm not sure on all the dates, but uh, they do have singles out called Changes. Light on the way, and uh, what is this one? I'm trying to see. Oh, and uh, another one featuring Bobby Hustle. Oh my god, things are happening. That's not what I wanted to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh just Googie and Bobby Hustle called uh, Better Left Unsaid. So, uh, lots of music to go and dive into. I'll add links into the show notes, so make sure you're going around and clicking and making sure that you're supporting. Yeah, boy. Okay, we'll get to just goody in just a moment here. But first, go check out Random Mystique's new single called Hold. It is a banger, and it was produced by, actually, it's very interesting because Goody, uh, he has played alongside with the producer of Hold, AK. Uh, so Reina and AK has collaborated and made Hold. So go check it out. There's a link in the show notes. You can also go check out reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. And you can also check her out on Twitch live four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check her out. You can also find Saucy Chicken Nugget. It's a family stream. Twitch.tv slash Saucy Chicken Nugget with one N. There's links in the show notes. Go check them out. That is just me and my little guy. Uh, we stream. We do a family-friendly stream. So if you are tired of hearing me say the F word and, and, and talking about farts and stuff, well, don't worry. I won't be saying the F word, but I, we will be talking about farts. So... <laughs> Uh, it, I mean, it's me and uh, my son. So it's just it's two dudes talking about farts and playing video games. So come on through twitch.tv slash saucy chicken nugget with one N. Uh, you can also find We Speak English Good on 
Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We stream two days a week, Mondays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and sometimes we go on Sundays to do special events like on June. Sorry, we're in July. Like on July 25th, we have the next music stream. Uh, that's going to be a good time. It's going to be me and JT. Uh, it's JT and the Conspiracy, but it's going to be me and Jason Tyler Black. We got a lot of cool stuff going on on the stream this month, so come through and hang out. If you're not subscribed on Twitch yet and, and you like this show, well, you're missing out on so much content. Let me just tell you, we have a, a new song coming out called... Uh, and you might have heard it the last episode. It opened up the last episode, uh, and it's called Hot Boy Summer. This song will be available July 16th everywhere you stream your music, so go get it. But let me tell you why you're missing out, because if you're not involved in the community and you're not subbed or subscribed on our Twitch stream, you can't go into our Discord server and go to a very special private Discord server where you can download the high-definition version of Hot Boy Summer. So if you liked Hot Boy Summer, then you will love the high definition hot boy summer this is only available to our subscribers so go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and go subscribe go come be a part of, go come go come be a part of this awesome place called we speak english good god damn it the go come has gotten me uh all dicked up here so uh i, I can't get past the go come go come Everybody go come, all right? Everybody go come and then come right back. All right. Anyways, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Go get yourself some uh, some, some video versions of this shit. Um, I hope everyone had a safe July 4th. I know I just sat and ate and grilled and watched children play and laugh and frolic. Uh, it was great. It was a great day filled with good times. Um, anyways. So you guys can also go like, subscribe, and review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the, the, the TikToks. I love the TikToks. This is this is crazy. As, as much as the TikToks is that, oh man, the TikToks got me. It got me. Find us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. I don't even go on that unless I need to buy weed. Uh, <laughs> And uh, the other ones, they're all in the show notes. Go click around. It's a good time. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on uh, Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and or Twitch. You can also leave a review. Now, this is a very free thing to do. It's free and it's very easy. Just go and click that five stars if you like the show. And if you're feeling froggy... Go ahead and uh, leave us a, uh, a written review and we'll read it on air. You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Also, if you want to help us out monetarily, go check out our Threadless store. Uh, we're going to have some Hot Boy Summer gear coming very soon. 
as soon as I get a chance to, to put it together, I will make those happen. We got all kinds of stuff over there. We got JT and the Conspiracy shirts for the JT and Conspiracy band. Uh, we got the, the Pro Wrestler woo shirt. We got the classic 80s design of WSEG that I made myself. So go and get yourself some threadless, some threads, some merch. We got merch. Go get yourself some. And just know that it helps support the show and everything we do over here. Okay. That is about enough of that. Let's get on over to Just Goody and Zan, who were just wonderful to talk to. I had a great time with them. And I think you guys are going to have an even better time with this conversation. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, from me, wait, what do we got going on? So this Friday on the live stream, we have Eddie Blunt. Eddie Blunt is back uh, to talk more shit. Uh, Eddie is a bandmate of mine in Skanks Roots Project. He is, and uh, he's a friend of mine. And the last time he was on, he was telling ghost stories. So that was fun. That was last Halloween. So um, we'll see what we got going on this Friday with Eduardo Blunt. Uh, so tune in. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then this Friday, uh, we have who's on the podcast feed? Fairy. Fairy Live Show is on the podcast feed. So go and check that shit out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come and hang out. All right, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you guys on the other side after the interview with Just Goody and Zan. So everybody, Give a round of applause for Just Goody and Zan. How you guys doing? Welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us here. Hold on, I like to take off my sunglasses. Before I do any interviews. Oh, <laughs> oh his geriatrics. <laughs> you, got, you got your geriatric sunglasses. Dude, can I just say, <laughs> can I just say that is how I, because I don't like contacts, I buy sunglasses. I will buy geriatric sunglasses. I am not ab above it. But as long as they fit <laughs> yeah. over my glasses and I can see while like, you know, while blocking the sun because my eyes are sensitive, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm almost 40. Why do I give a shit? Who am I trying to impress? I'm putting on my geriatrics. I'm strapping on my Velcro shoes. And I'm going to be fucking wearing my members only coat all the way to the grave, baby. That's right. I said it here first. You're very convenient. You're the last member. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the last member. I'm the last member of members only. <laughs> so you guys, uh, well, I... Uh, I, I fucking, I've been listening to your guys' new songs and, and, and doing all that good stuff, but I've also been digging deep, and, and I, I read, I don't even remember where it was, but but just, you're from Detroit, is that right? I grew up in Detroit. Oh. I was born in Chicago, grew up in Detroit, Midwest. Uh, Midwest is the best. Not No, it's not. It's not the best. <laughs> West Coast is the best. Yes, West yes, it is. <laughs> the Midwest is garbage, everybody. Don't come here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Uh, no, I'm in Toledo. I don't know if you know what Toledo is. Oh, Toledo. We're I'm, very close to Toledo in Detroit. Yes, you're very close to Toledo in Detroit. 
Um, I actually, I used to live in San Diego and, um, I don't, I know you know nothing about me and that's totally cool. I know. It's kind of cool actually. It is. It is because it's just like, we're going to be able to get to know each other because I'm almost guaranteeing that we know a lot of the same people, uh, just because of what I was involved with in, in, in the San Diego reggae scene, uh, while I was out there. And, and, um, so, uh, I want to get to that, but like, what, what why did you leave detroit what what you know like how was your detroit upbringing like i just want to know your midwest side here for a little bit well well my son why does anybody leave detroit <laughs> get the fuck out of that shell <laughs> yeah it's it's no i please i i want you to answer you know, in, in your own words, but I, I mean, I have my own opinions, but yeah, we're he's, here for he had you. to escape the law, so he had to get out of Detroit. Well, I mean, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit's a fine place. I yeah. mean, it's got culture, and mm-hmm. I grew up like, dry, you know, like donutting around old Oldsmobiles, rear wheel drive, and parking lots in the snow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Have you learned it? Bench seats, we probably. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we like rented a minivan once. And, and he was doing donuts. donuts. <laughs> With the fucking minivan in the snow. That's you learned so that. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Reggae Ponday world. Hell yeah, man. Gnome so, fire. Uh, so yeah, Detroit, it, it's had, it had its time. And uh, I, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I spent that. What what was it like? I mean, what, how old were you when you left? Like, what were did you like play music? Did you were you yeah. a musician in Detroit? Were I lived gigging? in Detroit from the age of ten until the age of twenty. Oh, okay, okay, nice. And, and were so, you gigging and musicking? Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I started out. I probably you know, well, my musical start was even before that because my mom's a musician, so mm-hmm. I've always had musical instruments and been singing all around my house and and uh from the time i was born and before because she was playing the piano in while i was in her belly too so music has always been a part of me and i um i i played all kinds of like we used to go to uh nursing homes my mom would do gigs in nursing homes those are some of my first gigs i actually have a picture of me playing in a nursing home and there's a woman in a wheelchair in the very corner of the pictures you have to look for it. Um, she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys were thoroughly entertaining them. I, I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Killing it. But yeah, as I, you know, moved in 12, 13, 14, and I started probably picking up my first gigs and joining my first bands in there, you know, um, of different genres, rock, blues, um we were very into grunge at that point too so it was it was a wide variety of first exposures to actually like being in a band mm. um and uh and uh yeah what was the next no one? no well, is what happened, what happened, what happened so with music what happened after detroit and well i mean what, i mean what, like I mean, what i asked what i was asking about detroit is if you know like is that where you cut your teeth or did you did you cut your teeth like in the music grind out out in the west coast is that's kind of where i'm in at no yeah i i i started out i started there i started yeah. that point um 
were yeah. were you did you have bands and stuff in Detroit or was it just like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah a couple bands a couple bands those uh, early year, years we played a club called the Black Cat the Black Cat I, I think that's <laughs> royal, give you good it royal yeah it's a royal I think that still exists I think so I think yeah. I uh, okay anyways please you played the Black Cat and you were rocket what what kind of music was it it was rock type grunge so we were very into grunge at that point like everybody was so we were like that that type of that style but you know a bunch of different things Mm -hmm. coming into play but i didn't start my reggae journey really until my life-changing trip to jamaica at the age of 14 which you can read all about in my bio hey Uh, well, yeah. So you went to you went to Jamaica and uh, and uh, you found found reggae. Yeah, I remember being in the grill and I just bought my first Bob Marley Legend cassette tape, and I I was looking at it in my hands and I was like, huh, I didn't know that this cassette tape was going to change my world forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, I'm curious. I'd like, what was your role in those early bands? Were you always a guitarist, always a front person? Yeah, yeah. Guitar singer wrote the songs. Usually, mm-hmm. I've always been that person. You know, with in those days, the main one I can think of where there was two, you know, two guitar player, singer, songwriters, and we swap back and forth. Mm. What about you, Zan? What what's your what's your musical history? Where, where are you from, anyways? First of all, well, I'm, from, I'm from San Diego. Oh, born raised. I'm a unicorn. I'm a unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> most people in SD are from somewhere else. Yeah, you know what? I married I married an, uh, a native, so and then I brought her back. No, she brought me back to the west, oh, to the Midwest. It's her it's fault. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, well, she she no, was she was yeah. over she was yeah. over the beaches and the good weather and the mountains and like it's terrible. We hate it. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted gray skies and terrible weather and bad food and overweight yeah. people. <laughs> Dude, it's it was a hard it was a hard bargain. I'll tell you that to leave uh, paradise. I was there for thirteen years. It was a, oh man, like, yeah. What, what part of town did you come up in? I grew up in Chula Vista. Oh shit, what's up? That was awesome. And then my parents, at some point in middle school, thought it would be good to, for us to move to the country. Like, what? and so they moved us to Ramona. Oh shit, and. Uh, Oh man, I don't even know. All my brain cells are gone from that time period. I have no idea what happened, but I haven't been back since I graduated from high school. So. Oh really? It, it was that fun, huh? <laughs> it was that fun. Like literally the day of my graduation, I had like a I had, I had a VW bus, and I was like, Bleh! I was just like shifting out of town, like bye, Ramona. Yeah, um, I like that. I, you know what? A lot of good stories that I could never tell, but. Um, <laughs> It was awesome. And, it goes um, down in Ramona. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, it does go down in Ramona. And I still, and I love, I mean, I love all my friends from Ramona. And we all still keep in touch and stuff. But I like literally have not made it back up that hill. Yeah, um, I mean, for a very like, long time. There's not much so, out there. I'm like, come see me, come to the beach, man. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of my. Uh, teenage years cruising up and down the Poway grade mm. going to the ocean i was yeah. like i gotta go to the ocean man and then we would go up to julian and like sled in the snow one day oh, and yeah. then down to the ocean and swim in the beach in the ocean so it was, that was super cool um you're making me and miss- then i uh, i right after high school i moved to san francisco and 
So unlike Goody, I did not really grow up in a, a musical household. I was born singing mm. and I wasn't really surrounded by anyone musical. My uh, Except that my parents were like super hippies and they used to have uh, like a spiritual center at our house and they played what's called bhajans and they had all these awesome Hindu instruments and uh, my dad would play these like little drums and what is it? What's it called? Bhajans? Bhajans, yeah. B-A-H-J-A-N-S. And they would sing like Hindu songs. That was actually super cool. I was around music, but I had no idea what anybody was talking about. Um, But I was, uh, so I was just super self-inspired by music. I started singing like as soon as I could speak words. Um, And, uh, and after high school, I, I mean, throughout high school, I was always like singing little coffee shops and doing stuff like that, but I wasn't really uh, guided by many musicians in my life. I didn't, which I, it's so cool to talk to Goody about this stuff because he was just surrounded by music and like, man, what if I had that, you know, but here I am many years later and I'm surrounded by music and I'm living my dream, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, after high school, I moved to San Francisco and I, I sang in a reggae band. I learned how to play the steel drums. That was really cool. And I had a corporate job. So that was rad. Um, it paid the bills. And uh, and then it was too cold in San Francisco. So I had to... Jazzy. Quiet. So I had to move to, uh, back to San Diego. Where'd you That's live? Jazzy. Hey, Jazzy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> People, they love dogs here on Twitch. For whatever reason, cats and dogs are like the greatest thing in the world. Like dogs love Zoom calls. Every time you <laughs> yeah. the dog barks. They're just like, I got to bark at that, that little thing there. I got to... Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was trying to play a little bit of the Bajans, but then it occurred to me I'll probably get fucking copyright infringement. Yeah, so you might just mute the whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the muted you guys talking. Satya so. Sai Baba Bajans is what it really was. So it was funny. <laughs> but I see what it is. So it's like really chill, like just sort of meditation type music. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but from like India. Yeah, um, big influence on my life. It still was an influence in my life, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was actually, I mean, I'd much rather have that than like some super square parents. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> my parents were artists. Both of them are painters. And, oh, that's uh, beautiful. They love music. They used, like they love Oingo Boingo, so they go to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the hippies, they love Oingo Boingo. The it's all their party. They're like, it's a new by day. Oingo Boingo by night. I love that. Uh, wait, wait a second, was that uh, Weird Science? Was, did they do Weird Science? They did Weird Science. Weird it's Science. Uh, it's a dead man's party. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Dude, Oingo Boingo, bring it though. Uh, yeah. Are, are, so are you are you still cool with your parents? Like, do you still? Like, I love my parents. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they're they're long, long divorced, and I'm super close with both of them. My dad lives in Mexico, actually. Mm-hmm. My mom lives in Oceanside, so yeah. we're all really close. No, cool. it, it's funny sometimes. Like with people who come up with like hippie parents, sometimes they don't always like stay in touch because they like want to separate themselves from that for some reason it's just something that's occurred that i've noticed talking to a lot of people but then you know but like you get way less than that than when you have like super square parents and then you have like the the artist who sort of was the black sheep or whatever and then it's like then that that's mostly the reason why but it's always strange to me that like 
when when you have these like super liberal, open-minded parents, how some kids can become estranged from that just because they just want to be so separated from it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, like, because to me, it seems like those people are... Uh, are, are you know the, all they want to do is bring a, a a loving child into the world and maybe you know like instill some different ideas and thinking outside of the box but maybe that's too much for some people I don't know I, it, obviously yeah, it was not too much like different little paths you know and mm -hmm. it's it's cool I mean I just feel like I you know both Goody and I we got like really good influences from the hippie parents that we have so Goody you got hippie yeah. parents too. Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. My mom. His, his mom's the hippiest mom ever. <laughs> Is she still in Detroit? She's back in Michigan. Yeah. Oh, she where 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 is she coming from? She moved. I mean, that's where she grew up too. But yeah. she uh, she left for a while mm, and then came yeah. back. Uh, I thought she like she moved out there with you, or you moved out there with her. That's anyways. Well, yeah. It's a long story. <laughs> long story. <laughs> well, we got plenty of time, but but we don't have to talk about your mom's life. That's we're not here to talk about your mom's. <laughs> life. We should get her on. She would talk about it. Why right not? Now. Why not? Where, where's well, Mama Goody? Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, she'd be like, Justin, how do I work the? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. Turn down the volume. I'm like, turn, I'll turn down your volume, right? <laughs> I love that. I love. I love to hear you turn down the volume. <laughs> she wants me to turn down my volume because yeah. it's you know it's too loud on her. <laughs> turn it down, jeez. Why were you yelling? I, I love. I love watching. I love watching parents and boomers like try to learn technology. It's really interesting too. Like my mom is like on Facebook and and she's on Twitch and stuff. And it's amazing that she yeah. knows how to do these things now. I mean, like, Does she comment on your shows. Does she like jump no, in there. No, no, she doesn't. She's not. She don't care what I'm doing. I just, I just saw this whole thing. Um, Seth Rogen and his mom have like a whole thing, like a banter that they go back and forth on Twitter. Oh, you seen this? I have not. Like, that's amazing. Like, post stuff about like, oh, you're like, I just love having sex with my husband, and and she like tags Seth Rogen, and he's like, Jesus Christ, mom! Like, it's like. <laughs> She's and then she's like, "Good night, honey. I love you." At Seth Rogen, and he's like, "I love you too, mom." I love you too, Baba. <laughs> Well, I, I love that. Oh, actually, my uh, my wife's reading Seth Rogen's book right now, and she was just saying he is he, he has a lot of Jew jokes. There is a lot of Jew jokes in his book. <laughs> that it's Seth Rogen's book. I don't know. What is that movie? We just watched it, that Seth Rogen movie about. Him, his grandfather coming back. Oh, the pickle one? Oh, the yes. pickle! Yeah, that was actually that was not cool. bad, huh? That wasn't a bad movie. I thought movie. it was going to be super weird, but it was actually enjoyable. Yeah, it was, pretty, yeah. It was a good little storyline. and My I, mom would actually like that movie. Cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. And then he even, uh, he even went to that little plot of land and... He was trying to clean it up and stuff. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was a very nice little story. It, that, he's so wonderful, that Zach. <laughs> Zach and Jessup. That's sad. That's sad. He's just so lovely of a person. Tammy, how are you? You cannot claim Boomer like that because you're on Twitch. If you didn't know, if if you didn't know, if you were that big of a boomer, you wouldn't know how to use Twitch. You'd be like, "Wait a second, what's going on here? I don't know." I mean, if you're on Twitch and you're commenting in, in the chat, then you are then you are beyond that. You are. 
super boomer. <laughs> it's, I'm that's such a boomer. You're boomer. You're on Twitch. Is that what we? Oh yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Tammy. Tammy. Tammy called herself a boomer. She's not a boomer. I was trying to find. I was trying to find Seth Rogen and Tammy. his mom. Well, it's real, and I wonder if she would have wanted her. Who who? So obvious, mom. Oh my god. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, mom. <laughs> well, uh, and I'll That's bring hilarious. you guys into one. Not hold on. Uh, oh, where is it? No. Gnome fire. There we go. Gnome fire. Gnome fire is a. Yeah, I know gnome fire from uh from Aaron Aaron Goldberg, but uh, gnome probably knows. Um, gnome's probably just in the know how because there's a lot of people. Like reggae on this on this platform, um, I actually I actually it's really weird actually because I was uh I was on this DJ who's based out of the Bay Area who um was talking about Carlos culture when he passed away. Oh, by the way, everybody, this is what we were talking about the 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 tweet. Oh, yeah, look at Seth Rogen's mom. <laughs> mom. 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 <laughs> That's that's nasty. If my mom was posting shit like that, I would probably be shit talking her too. <laughs> yeah, so obvious. <laughs> uh, anyways, but but no, it, it's really interesting how big of a reach that the San Diego music scene, especially in the reggae scene, has on the rest of. I mean, because I talked to I talked to who was it? He was on the show. He's a reggae guy out of Florida. Oh my god, he was my own guest. Anyways, he Lanzo. knew. I'm sorry. He's a radio. He's a DJ. He's a DJ. Lanzo. Not yes, yes, yes. Cult, yes, exactly. Lanzo. Thank you, Lanzo. Thank you, Goody. You're just like Lanzo. Lanzo, oh, stupid. <laughs> I love that you. But you know. But but you knew exactly hey, who I was. Hey man, he is awesome. I love that dude. That dude is so awesome. Uh, but. He Oh, go ahead, please. Now he's like reggae Santa Claus because he's got the full <laughs> reggae beard. Yes, reggae <laughs> like Santa reggae beard and dreads. Hell yeah! He's like surf too. He has like Rasta surf. Yeah, yeah. He he has a whole thing going on down there in Florida, man. Like I, I talked to him and he was talking to me about how he got caught down in South America for like months during the pandemic because he was just it, that's just what happened. He was just down in South America <laughs> and the fucking pandemic swept through. And now he's in South America for like months, and like wow. we had to reschedule our podcast like a several times because he was having such a hard time getting back into the states. It was nuts. Oh, wow. It's banana. I've had few people on here during the pandemic being like, "I was out on the road and and fucking I like this one cat was out in Germany and he had to get back to Latvia. Is that a is that a lot? Whatever that." It's Eastern Latvia. 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 Thank you. What, like uh, Latkes? Yes. Like the, the potato pancakes? Sure. Yes. The the <laughs> land of the potato pancakes. Um, he he had to get back to potato land, and uh, he was stuck in Germany, and 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 he got through the border just on the squeak of time before they shut it down. I mean, like so many uh, stories of people just being out there. Like this other girl was in South America who got stuck down. Her name's Wonky Tonk. She was down there. <laughs> On a fucking on a on a um uh, ayahuasca journey, and she got <laughs> stuck down in fucking South America, <laughs> fucking trying to find herself. And I mean, yeah. it's insane. It's insane. It, this this whole thing. But anyway, what was her name? Uh, her name's Wonky Tonk. She's out of K 
Wonky Tonk was on a ayahuasca journey. Yeah. Damn Wonky Tonk. <laughs> yeah. For real. That yeah. must have been crazy. Yeah, she was pooping and puking, you know, in front of other people. No big deal. <laughs> uh, but the she whole reason. That's a big Wonky Tonk. Yeah. Hey, that, she took a big Wonky Tonk. She did. Um, <laughs> she. <laughs> The reason why I brought up all of this was to talk about Carlos' culture and how how big of an impact the San Diego reggae scene has on the rest of this country, especially, you know, American-based reggae. Um, but, it, like, the, how how many people knew Carlos' culture when he passed away and was given shot, you know, props to Carlos? I mean, it was really touching. I, I don't know how close you guys were to Carlos. I loved Carlos. I, I When I lived there, I lived down the street from Winston, so I was there all the time. And he was on my podcast, you know, so, like, he, he was, he's not, we weren't, like, best friends or anything, but, like, you know, like, it, he was a friendly face to see anywhere we went. Mm -hmm. So it was really shocking. It was awful to hear about it. Uh, did, how, how were you, did you guys ever uh, have any contact with Carlos? Or no, I'm, I'm sure you did. I mean, everybody knew Carlos. Oh, yeah. I've known Carlos, I mean, way from way before I even moved to San Diego. Yeah, I, I see, uh, and he's from Ohio too, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great dude. He was a pillar in the San Diego mm -hmm. reggae scene, and he's forever missed. And yeah, man, you know. Yeah, ever since I was like a little kid, it was all Carlos culture. Like, I mean, growing up here and he you know he was yeah he was a pillar in san yeah. diego and I, I always will be i, I mean, think he was know? a bridge like, just, for so many bands for yeah. so many events he's a good dude like he was a good-hearted guy yeah. yeah exactly so yeah that was a big loss yeah absolutely. reggae reggae american reggae in general you know yeah i agree it, it was it was really tough and and to see so many people on all these different sides of the country sort of like really mourning this person like it really it really made me stop and be like, wow, it's really interesting that, you know, Carlos, obviously he had a big influence on it, but it was everybody who participated that made this scene really special, uh, especially in San Diego. What do you guys see in the San Diego reggae scene that you don't think that you, that exists in other in other cities or shit and even in, even in other countries? I mean, I just think it's like... <clears throat> Where we live, we live a block from the beach. Where, and which bleach? So we're at Carlsbad. Oh, Carlsbad. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I would say every third car that goes by is fucking rocking to reggae. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's just such a huge... All, all day. And especially day. as, like, beach season comes into play. Like, it's just so... It's such a part of everybody's... Yeah vibe and especially of course the whole sunny beach vibe you know what else do you want to listen to on a sunny day in san diego but yeah. you know mm. and it's like a, it's a home like it's a home for new reggae music and artists to like you know be supported and uh i mean like i've been i mean i started listening to reggae when i was like a little kid like riding my bike to elementary school and uh it all, I was always influenced by reggae since, I mean, I mean, as far back as I can remember. And it, it is San Diego, I think, you know, in Southern California specifically, it, there's just such a huge reggae presence, which is cool. I want, I'm not sure how that all happened, but what the history of that is, how it all became what it was. But, um, well, I mean, growing up in Detroit, reggae wasn't like, 
people weren't playing reggae. People weren't listening to reggae. It wasn't. Nope. It and so when I really started to like dive into it, it was like non-existent. It was really no. hard. No, we to, got we got the juggalos, the juggalos, <laughs> and Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, when I was like, yeah. I was, yeah, I remember very clearly I had my, I had like a Walkman, like a tape cassette thing, you know, my older brother was super like big surfer, stoner, skateboarder guy. And I'm like getting ready to go to school. And he's like, here, put this tape in your thing on the way to school. And I was like, whatever. Okay. And it was Pata Bantan. Ah. You know, that yeah. I did, did not sniff this, this sniff the cloak and only smoke since Amelia. And that was, I was like, what? So I'm like cruising on my bike. Like we didn't wear helmets. So I was like, shh. Cruising around <laughs> Chula Vista. And I was like, <laughs> get to school. I'm on like third grade or whatever it was. And I'm singing Pata Bantan in class. And they're like, what? We <laughs> like Millie Vanilli. I'm like, Pato, man. Like, <laughs> so <a> Pato, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vanilli. God. <laughs> They were. God bless them. Blame God it on the rain, you know? <laughs> yes, blame it on the rain, indeed. That so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think San Diego is just a special place for... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Friday, but... San Diego and Southern California have really made reggae their own, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that uh, other places haven't. This is... This is the big, this is the central for the big reggae boom right now. Mm. Of course, there's a lot of great bands coming out of other areas, um, yeah. but it, it really does seem to be the heartbeat of the American reggae scene right now in Southern California. And yeah. we're proud to be here and we love it. And we're super stoked to be here and be a part of it in this awesome, amazing time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know a couple bands that move from. Like I knew a band from Eugene that moved to San Diego to to pursue reggae. Um, Synergy uh, or Resonators. The Resonators, <laughs> uh, and then um, and then who was it? Someone from Arizona. Someone from Phoenix. I don't want to say. Well, also, I'm pretty sure uh, Kyle okay. Rising from mm. Sensi Trails. Yeah. He's from Florida, right? But he moved to San Diego to Yeah, a lot of a lot of further. people a lot of people came come to Southern California just for the reggae scene, which is I mean, like that's amazing. I mean, like when you look at like the history of music and scenes and like cities, like you think of like Seattle, right? Like Seattle had this scene where people yeah. were literally moving to Seattle to be a part of this scene. Musicians from all over the country. And I, I, I love that. I love that when cities have that kind of pull, you know, like, I mean, even Detroit back in Motown days, they had this um, pull and stack, like all these places that sort of pull people to them for the the scene, for the music. I, I just love that. And I love that San Diego has that, or at least it, San Diego, Southern California. I mean, because y- you got to give it up to the L.A. cats, too, who are fucking slaying. Totally. It's like, so, I mean, it's it's not yeah. like San Diego is the bastion of reggae and the end-all, no. be-all, but... Yeah. It's all SoCal. We, we can go Southern Long California. Long Beach, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it started in Long Beach, right? I mean, Bradley? Well, fucking... Yeah. They laid the... Honestly, I was going to say that, that... I mean, he's all part of the reason why San Diego and Southern California mm-hmm. have made, you know, L.A. have made mm-hmm. reggae its own is because mm-hmm. of the influence of Sublime, you yeah. know, yeah. directly, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how long have you guys been, like, connected with the Cali Roots Festival? 
because I, I know you you were there a few years ago, but uh, how, how long were you involved with that? Or I mean, at least known about it or, or traveled to it, been a part of the festival, or been just a someone who went. I, I, how long have you guys been involved? How long? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's weird. I feel like so. So the second, well, you know, let's keep going with my journey. Which sure. Is, yeah. Let's go. I I moved from Detroit mm-hmm. when I was twenty. We said I was there from ten to twenty age, and then I moved to Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. which is a sweet little town mm-hmm. in the mountains, yeah. and. Um, you know, I continued to play in reggae bands, you know, honestly, like I played in a bunch of reggae bands and we, then and that's, at that point is when I started touring. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, as I was, you know, m- moving into that era that, so, you know, to, what, to bring it to what we were talking about, Cali, the Cali root scene and the, the fact that that was the, this whole thing was going on mm-hmm. Um it took a few years for it to come to my attention because it should, I always thought like I should have noticed that sooner because mm. it, it seemed weird that it wasn't such a, to when I, even when I was in Boulder, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like it is now. Definitely yeah. not. Like it wasn't that. like yeah. revolution and those bands coming to Red Rocks and playing big, you know, selling out, red rocks yeah it wasn't happening like that honestly when i was there you know just before i started taking notice to the cali root scene and what these guys were doing the amazing things that these guys were doing i was i remember going to a reggae on the rocks which is at at red rocks <laughs> you know in, in colorado right outside of Denver. yeah um and uh it was rainy um oh i actually it, um I think that was the 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 reggae on the rocks that I got up with Matis Yahoo. Oh shit, nice. Yeah. And uh it was like it was it was half full, it was rainy, and I remember somebody hearing somebody say, like, man, if this keeps up, reggae on the rocks might not continue, you know? Uh, and uh the next year, I'm pretty sure it was revolution selling like big and they were like, okay, now <laughs> Now we're starting to put the American reggae bands mm-hmm. on. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure before that, they were trying to sell it mostly on just the Jamaican right. reggae acts. Right. So it's like the crossover market put really pushed everything back into it. I think, I, I honestly think, thinking, thinking back on it, I haven't thought about it in a while. I think that year that I'm talking about, I think it was only one day because it was already not doing great. And they've always done two days. And I think that was the one year that they only did one day and it still was not great. And that's why they were saying maybe it might not continue. And then the next year is back to two days revolution. Everybody sell out both days and it was back full force. And I think that's when I really took the, took a notice to, Oh man, these guys are doing great stuff. Amazing. Like, like saving reggae music and at Red Rocks at least you know yeah. for that in, in that instance you mm-hmm. know so yeah that was the moment and then I think the next year or then two years later I played it with Ian Young mm. it, you know were you uh were you touring with Ian as a member yeah. of his band or were you yeah for about three years oh right on 
Okay, uh-huh. then we might have played three together then. Maybe even four or three and a half. We might have gigged together then. Um, um, I don't know if you were in the band. He played this. Uh, I play. I was playing with this young lady who was. She didn't. She. She's out of the the game now. But her name is Janelle. Uh, Janelle. Oh my God! Come on. I know Janelle Phillips. Thank you. You're like I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with Janelle, and uh, we had this game. Black girl gamer. What's up? Welcome, welcome. Uh, we had this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. We got we got people coming in saying hi. Yeah. Let's say what's up. Yeah. But uh, you know, awesome. like. The it was a uh, what was it? It was um, it was some fucking festival up in Long Beach. It was a clam festival. I don't fucking remember. I don't know. And it, it, oh, I remember. I do remember the that. oyster festival. Oyster festival. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of weird, like because because the whole what was weird about it was that the sound people were just like we just set up sound. We don't do sound. And so, like, we had to do sound for ourselves, but then, like, Ian always sound brings his own. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that that's what they told us. It was so fucking weird. It was just like, yeah, we don't do sound. We just set up the equipment. And so my buddy Sam was over here running sound. And then you guys, of course, like, Ian comes with his own sound board and everything. So it's like, that's not an issue. It's like, back the fuck out of the way. What was the name of the band you're playing with then? Uh, it was Janelle Phillips. So, oh, it was with Janelle. Yeah, I was playing with Janelle. So, okay. I, but I so I remember that festival, and I remember there was some other guys we knew, like maybe the Expanders or somebody was on there too. Right? Yeah, I can't remember. It, it, my brain um, is garbage. I just I just remember that because I don't. I think because Ian jumped on on stage. I don't fucking know, dude. It's it's like you know how these things are. It's just yeah. it's fucking one after another, and it's all the same after a while. Uh, yeah. So so then what with your uh, you know with with sort of this this Boulder thing? Were you bringing were you bringing musicians out from San Diego out there? Because I remember um, this. Oh, I can't remember his name. See, my fucking brain sucks. Uh, he was a he's a bass player. He played with AK. He played in um, he played in AK's band. He probably still does. What's his name? Gosh darn it! You got you know AK right? I'm I'm sure like yeah. The San Diego guy or a yeah, Colorado he's a San Diego guy. guy, but he moved to Colorado. Oh, he's a uh, fuck is that Omar? It's not Omar. Um, uh, well, that I was. You would probably know if, if you were bringing him out there. So obviously, you weren't. Was, bring, it, not, was it a? Oh. It was a dude bass player. He played in. I, I wish I could remember his fucking name. He has. I can't. He kind of has a voice like J Bug. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So were you? Okay. But but to sort of but to sort of piggyback off that, were you bringing musicians in from San Diego to sort of? Were you trying to run shows out there, or were you just trying to exist in the Boulder scene as a reggae artist? Well, no, I was still recording, writing, doing some shows, um, and. Uh, yeah, the, I, I wasn't flying anybody out from San Diego. It's not Donnie that you're talking about, is it? It might be. It might he, be. He's a dr- Donnie's a drummer. Oh, though. no, no, no. It's San not. Diego cat who was he in, had his own band, uh, too. Colorado for a while. But anyway, um, yeah, I, mean, I was doing, there was still music festivals and stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. Out in there and then we were playing all the ski towns and stuff. Uh, and like, 
I like to snowboard. So we'd like go up for a weekend and they'd always give us free passes. Those are actually some cool times and some really cool shows to be able to like travel to like Steamboat. They have dope hot springs. Hell yeah. And then we'd get like, I remember, I remember, the, I mean, these guys like to like party crazy. The club owners mm. up there, you know, in the yeah. ski town, <laughs> the guys like late night, would be partying and like get us food and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, you guys want the medallion tomorrow, right? Which is like, this, the 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 lift tickets that can be passed around to anybody oh, a medallion you know yeah oh you guys got the medallions you have a handful of like five medallions here you go <laughs> we all got it go s- snowboarding the whole next day Damn, that's nice. yeah Hell so yeah. there's a lot of perks to that the whole time oh well, yeah too. so yeah we were doing like colorado circuit i was doing new mexico sometimes too and um and then, you know, within two years of that, of, of me seeing that Red Rocks and then it moving into more of the Cali Roots thing, within two years of that, I think I then joined Ian's band and was traveling at first from Colorado to San Diego. And then I just stayed. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no sense. <laughs> no sense. So what, did you record with Ian first or did you play with him yeah. first? I originally, the initial meeting of Ian for, for me was uh, my reggae rock EP that I did at Imperial Sound Studios. Okay. And and then from that, you get you just sort of built a relationship with Ian and, and he was just like, oh, I know a good guitarist. Well, can... well, it was quick after that. He was setting up his band that while we were mm. recording and he was telling me all about it. And then, you know, just got to see my guitar skills and my harmony skills which is what he was looking for mm, um, yeah yeah what's up ziggy welcome in thank you for that um yeah the, the you, i'm trying to because i had a question in regards to what when you guys were um when you're traveling with a band like ian's and and you have like um, can you kind of explain to people how the sound works? Because I kind of was going over it and, you know, like with Ian, he brings his own sound guy, but can you kind of go over why he brought his own sound and his own board and his own engineer and stuff? Could, do you mind sort of going through that? Sure. Because you had to be in that band and you had to be a part of that and there's timing is involved with it. So I'm just curious on how you viewed it and, uh, and you know, if you can give us a little explanation That's of why. Yeah. So on that note, I'm going to... Go get a refill. Go get a refill if you need to use a bathroom. Friday, you know? Yeah, Friday. Hey, it's Friday, Friday baby. Are we allowed to blaze herb on this show? Yes, or? yes. You're in California, so you can smoke as much as you oh, want. Nice. You grab my little table outside. Yeah. Um. So that's a very good question, and it's one that I am familiar with because Ian's. It's actually cool that you remember that about the the uh, Oyster Fest. About well, I played with Ian a few times, not like with him, but like opening up in different acts and stuff. Sweet. Yeah. His his setup is is tits. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a setup that a lot of people use. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, I think, the wave of the future, which is why I am running my shows very similar. Mm. I got the sound set up. I committed to doing that as we were moving into actually out of the pandemic and Mm. into doing live shows again. Right. I, you know, invested in a, in a digital mixing board. Nice. Um, I already had my in-ear monitors 
from playing with Ian, of course. And um, it's so much better. It's the wave of the future. Get rid of the monitors so you don't have feedback. And um, in-ears are the way to go, as we see with any professional touring act, but pretty much everybody's on Mm -hmm. in-ears. So it isolates the sound. It gets rid of feedback because you don't have any wedges on stage. And, um, and uh, you, you can critique yourself much better. You can sing your notes more clearly and on point. It's less forgiving than a monitor, but it's well worth it. And uh, you run everything off of a iPad because it's a digital mixing board. So all you need is, a, is an app on the iPad. And uh, then you, run, you can run front of house sound with an iPad. And it helps to not just give that iPad over to the house sound guy. Mm-hmm. It really helps to bring your own sound guy to handle all that, mm. all that stuff, which is always better anyway, because the really the end result is what they hear in the house. And uh, the only way to make sure that that's top, top notch is to have somebody that's you know, on your, there's a member of your team. It's almost like a band member to have them be out in the crowd, making sure that that sounds the best that it can, you know? Yeah. And and depending on, you know, some asshole in, in Duluth, Iowa or Duluth, Minnesota or whatever in some club, you know, like what, who like has no idea what to expect, probably never really worked with any kind of band like this. He's dealing with several, you know, several people, like eight people at a time sometimes, you know, so it's like, uh, you throw that on, um, all these horns, all this, and you don't know what kind of skills these people have. And so when you show up and you roll up in the town and you're dealing with dipshits, sort of like at Oyster Fest, it's just like, we just set shit up. We don't know. And you're just like, all right, well, back the fuck up. It's cool. We got it. We're, we're going to, it's going to be great. Sound, it's going to sound. The best part about it, too, that I didn't include, which, you know, wrap, to wrap your mind around it more is you bring in your own digital mixing board and you run a split snake and then you bypass their mixing board for the house and you always run your own mix off of your digital mixing board you know so when you're so you're going out now and and you're you're playing on these big tours and you're going to or I don't know big tours but like you want to tour a lot right like that's your plan is to hit the road and just and, and hit it hard that's mm-hmm. so so you're going to be bringing out this crew what is uh how do you how do you i'm trying to say this so it's not like in a rude way to do it but how do you have like how do you fund that kind of thing how do you fund it how do you keep it going and you know i i i know how it works i just want you to tell people like you know if they're watching how do you fund like a bigger crew how do you fund that when you i, I know you already have a foot in the door but you know, it's a, you, everybody's been a year off. Uh, I'm sure people aren't trying to pay as much as they were before the pandemic. I know at least locally, they're not trying to pay bands what they were before the pandemic. So you know, how how do you, especially in this new uh, climate, how do you fund something like that where you are bringing your own sound guy with your own board and you have your whole crew with you? How do you fund something like that? Well, the mafia. <laughs> the mafia. You sell lots of drugs. Yeah. Here's the 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 overall answer is 
you run it like any business. You use some credit cards if you have to. <laughs> and uh, you make it happen, goddamn it! You, you, you make you, you make it happen usually for the love of the music. You know, you work you work sixteen or eighteen hour days, and you do a lot of the heavy lifting yourself, and you and you find good partners to help you out along the way, and. You know, look for investment. And, mm-hmm. you know. Who There's does the me. so who who's running booking then? Are you guys doing the booking yourself or do you guys have some someone? We're we have a few different people who help out, but mm-hmm. we're actually shopping for a a good solid booking agent who wants to get creative with the booking because it's a it's an ever changing mm-hmm. time, especially now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we're we're cut we're we've set everything up within all that sound setup that i've taught that i told you about um also we're set up to be very versatile so we can do full band shows we can do a pared down we can do acoustic shows we travel with our own sound system it's a very it's a good sound system i made it's sure awesome. that it was you know top quality we can put on our own mini so festival. basically we're a, we're a party all in itself party on I, wheels i can all i also dj and select too so if you need a built-in select party with the uh, with a band and a selector i'll we'll do it all you know we can good he's got stop. it good he's got it but he can hold it down, man. He's he's so talented. I mean, he can literally play any instrument nice. and sing. And I, and I mean, dude, you know, that he, whole crew, that whole like that. I feel like uh, most people in the San Diego reggae scene are ver- pretty versatile. A lot. No, I shouldn't say most. That's yeah. bad. But a lot of people are very versatile. They can jump on whatever instrument. They can sing. They can do the whole thing. Like when I look at like. Again, I'm bringing up AK, but like when I look at someone like AK, who is like just he fucking just murders production, he murders vocals, you know, like he's just good at everything. I feel like that's and that guy snores louder than anybody I've ever <laughs> humanly it's also heard. His other talent. That's his other side. <laughs> his other talent is snoring. Him and Danny Dread in a room together is like fucking. You're not sleeping. It's not happening. <laughs> we were like in the bunk room in the bus, you know, <laughs> sleeping and. We had to kick him out, and he had to go sleep on the couch because nobody could sleep because it was so fucking loud. Sorry, AK, if I'm embarrassed. We gotta you. get him up. If you see this, if I've embarrassed you, very sorry. I had to tell that, but it's funny. You posted it on Instagram. Oh yeah, I, po- sure. I, I posted a boomerang. Of- <laughs> Dude, no, I didn't know that was even humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> No, like we, uh, I, I, I traveled with him and because uh, I was playing with Skanks Roots Project too, which I don't uh-huh. even think we're a band anymore. I don't even know what's happening with them. Uh, but the we went to Utah and did the 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 um the Royal and then over the Lighthouse that that little trek there, and um, my God, it was him and Danny Dread and fucking like no one was sleeping. No, it was just like they were in competition with each other. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers, you could not, yeah, but you know how it goes. That's your life. You never know what you're going to get until you bunk with somebody. Oh, but, yeah, it's Better get some earplugs, hashtag. Hashtag earplug. Well, that's one thing, man. It's like you got to be able to get along with the people in the bus, man. Like I I couldn't I I couldn't imagine being on a bus where like everybody was just at odds with each other and shit, you know, like. I can get awkward real fast. Yeah, man. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like you get in some of these 
when I talk to some of these people who who who've lived that like bigger band life, you know, it's like as soon as any kind of real money comes involved, this is like that's when it seems like shit, you know, starts to to turn. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and and then all that like brotherly love goes right out the window. Uh, I I mean I can't imagine that I've never been in that position, but it's like I I can't imagine going on the road with people I hate. Like I fucking anybody I go on the road with, I love each of those people, you know, to whatever degree. But it's just like I have to make sure that I'm cool with these people. Of course, I've done pickup runs where it's just like, hey, we need somebody. Okay, here I go, and then hope for the best. But it's like, man, uh, do do you do you feel like you got a good community in your in your band? You get you feel like you got a strong. I mean, I, I'm sure you're not gonna sit here and be like, "Nah, I got the fucking drummer's an asshole." No, but they're terrible. They're what, what have you got in the, the band? Guys. Love our guys. Yeah, we love them, of course. It, it's all about personality mm. and perspective, and yeah, all that. But can you imagine if you got into a band with somebody with the personality of, say, Tiger King or somebody like that? Tiger King. <laughs> All hopped up on meth. Like, oh my god! Or like Carrot Top. You know? <laughs> like, Carrot Top. No, I mean, but but you know, that's hey, what's up, Wild But Sober? Welcome in. Um, but, it, but it's like it, it, it is weird. Wild But Sober. Wild But Sober. Wild But Sober. He is wild, but he is definitely very sober. Uh, he's actually wild, an amazing. Wild, wild. Yeah. He's uh, he's an amazing producer out of India, actually. Oh, nice, we bump his shit all the time. Send us some rhythms. We'll check them out. Voiceover. Oh well, it's not it's not really it's not really uh, okay. You're gonna ask that question. All right, of course he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but the the it, it's it's like um, I don't know lo-fi ish type stuff. I, I I can't. I don't know. Anyways. We're done. That's good. Yeah, He's right. like, we're in. Yeah. I mean, okay. we love all music. We don't, you know, we're not just like playing reggae. I mean, we like. We, right. We, you guys, you guys do a whole variety of stuff, and we like, want a side gig where we can like, you know, have like actual a country band. We want, we want a country band. Do we want to play at a country club during the afternoon and then like reggae club at night or vice versa? Hell yeah, dude. Country. Why not? We can like book so many more shows. I it's mean, true. Country is where the money's the at. So. Country. Yeah. It's a reggae rock. <laughs> Does that work out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so the the big the big question of the hour, and this is from uh, Wow, but sober. Uh, are you got are you waffles or pretzels? Now, not those little crunchy, shitty little pretzels you can get at the dollar store. I'm talking about like a nice, warm, soft pretzel that you could dip into like cheese or whatever the fuck you want. So, waffles or pretzels. Oh my god, I'm on a no carb diet right now, and yeah. this is a terrible question for me. I can't handle it. I don't even know. Really? I would say pretzels, warm pretzel dip in cheese right mm. now. I'd probably choose over. I have a really just right at this moment or for the rest of your life. Well, yeah. I mean, what's your personal preference? Your 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 life preference. Huh? Yeah, sugar this is it. Whatever you say next is your whole sugar, life. Sugar, salt, huh? Yeah, sugar or salt. If we both choose one, we can share it. Ooh, so. Well, I'd say probably right off the bat, even though it's probably pretty close. Waffle. I'm probably waffles. <laughs> He's like, I'm going waffles. <laughs> you know, I mean, waffles are so versatile too. You can have them true. with some syrup. Oh uh, yeah, he puts like some ham on it. Stack of butter. Mm -hmm. Waffle sandwich. Melties. Yeah. 
butter. Yeah. You need to put waffles and cheese sauce. Uh, fry with fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe. There you go. <laughs> You're, <laughs> <hungry. laughs> You're right, though. You're right. You, uh, uh, waffles are very versatile, but because because there's so much sugar involved with waffles, I have to go with pretzels just because sugar is the devil. I'm, yeah, I'm a sugar addict. Oh. Hi, my name is Zan. I'm a sugar addict, and yeah. I'm really trying to stay away from sugar as much as possible. It's awful. It's awful. It, it's terrible. I did a juice fast back in April, and, and like yeah, it was 10 days, and I had that choice. I was at the road where it's like I could just remain keto and, and fuck sugar and, and fuck all that bullshit and just stay on it. Or I could just be a fat ass and just eat whatever I want. <laughs> Which, like, the next week I was going to San Diego. So it was like, <laughs> it was like as soon as I got there, it was just, like, fucking burritos and fucking carne asada <laughs> fries and shit. It was, like, it was over, dude. Like, fucking. Oh, it's, uh, it's so hard. It's, it's very hard to find yeah. the balance, you know? Like, San Diego. How do you, uh, how, how do you guys, uh, for the reggae and stay for the warm tortillas of Old Town? Another South Park Fox. episode? Yes. Whacking, uh, whacking it and jacking it in San Diego. Whacking it and jacking it. That was the, that was the, was that, that wasn't Harambe. It was the guy who was. He, the mayor or the. No. <laughs> the he, there was like. Out, yeah, but but they were making fun of the guy because that dude actually did freak out in San Diego and was like jacking it off. But yeah. he was on a bunch of drugs and he like. <laughs> there's a video of him standing in the corner naked. It, was he involved in politics? Yes. He was. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, he he was involved with raising money for a warlord that was 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 recruiting children or something. Yeah. What? And then I, he just decided he was like warlord politics or <laughs> whack it in the streets of San Diego. Whack up, whack it. Yeah, he's like, which okay. we're all great, which we're all grateful for because we didn't want him with the warlords. We'd totally rather have him whacking, whacking it in this random street of San Diego. It's totally fine. I think that old time get yourself a warm tortilla. Well, that's what the uh, the mayor says. The mayor pipes in and says, "Welcome to San Diego." From the warm tortillas of Old Town to the sparkling waters of Mission Bay, check out our sites. And afterwards, why don't you try whacking it in one of our city streets? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, South Park is so my good. Favorite South Park episode. It's so good. I mean, it's just <laughs> like that show has just remained fucking hilarious for yeah. forever. Like just, and it just hasn't stopped. Like Simpsons fell the fuck off. Family yeah, Guy so fell the fuck off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you can't be too mad at The Simpsons because how are you going to do like 30 years and not fucking repeat yourself or get a little stale? Yeah. But these guys are like 20 some years in and they are fun. like, it's still fun. like those specials. Did you watch the pandemic specials and stuff? I haven't seen anything. What's the most recent one? Uh, I think it's the, I think it's the, the, uh, isn't the there vaccination? Like a yeah. Special? yeah, the vaccine special. Yeah, we that one. We got. We better watch. That it's one. it's fucking. It's insane. It's just like they're like to to be able to maintain that kind of creativity and shit like that. That's it's nuts easy. to me. Like we watched, so we watched South Park the entire everything from start to finish every season four times at least in the last couple of years. Like <laughs> we like because it's on Hulu, so we'll just like throw it on. Yeah. And let it play. yeah, it's one of those shows, right? Because you always catch something funny and you're, it makes you laugh, you know, even if you're doing something. I'm kind of ready to switch back to South Park. To South Park. <laughs> what do you guys? Yelling. 
What, There's a lot of Cartman yelling on Subway. I think I tried to do that, and you were like, "Turn that off," because because Cartman was yelling. Did I sound like Cartman? Yeah. Turn it off. What What are you guys on now? What are you watching now? What's your like go to? Seinfeld. Seinfeld is like uh, I don't know. For some like reason, I feel like it feels like a. It's. I don't know. It's just it. It's the whole what East Coast Midwest. Jew, Jewish, like just all that is like it's right up my alley. So <laughs> I, I, I deeply relate to the Seinfeld humor, mm. and it, after a long day, it just makes me relax. It's nothing too serious. It's totally like just funny random jokes, yeah. and I think for some reason, it just is the perfect thing for me to relax to. So I just usually put those on. And they, if when the season's over, I start it over again. Yeah, we yeah. just go over and over it's, and over again. It's just one of those shows. Yeah, my yeah. wife does that with Friends. It's just like, oh, I'll just put Friends yeah. on while I, you know, whatever, diddle yeah. or whatever cool. it is. Yeah, soothing like, to the soul. Yeah, sure. Making those those guys a lot of money. I felt like uh, I think somebody told us Seinfeld was like one of the richest guys in Hollywood now. He's like almost because he's, he's like there's a, I think there's a lot of people that do that. Like just throw on Seinfeld. I know three people. Probably friends yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know three people that also do the they same. They do nothing thing. but just watch Seinfeld at night when they <laughs> right. go to bed. They're like, take, just put it on. Yeah, Sim- Yeah, I can imagine, man. I can imagine. And it's funny too with with friends, like with the new the friends thing that just came out, the reunion. <laughs> I mean, like you look at like Matthew Perry and and the and the guy who played Joey, whatever Matt LeBlanc or whatever. I know these yeah. people's names. Uh, you ever heard from these people in, you know, ever since Friends? Like, you know, Joey had a spinoff, but that took a yeah, shit. What's he been doing? But, like, but they've been just sitting there being rich. That's all they've been fucking uh, doing. Like, they're just uh, rich as fuck. It, like, yeah. like, and and Netflix was showing it, and now oh. it's on HBO, and like Sunfeld, and like fucking South Park. All this passive income just fucking rolling in, and these people are just sitting there getting old. Like, fuck it, I'm rich. <laughs> like, I. I don't need to be yeah. in the spotlight. What about what about the musicians? Like so, like South Park and Seinfeld, those people that wrote the intros. <laughs> They're getting rich too, That's dude. Right? Totally I mean, they have to be collecting royalties. Like oh, yeah. Primus yeah. is fucking yeah. like, passive income. I already heard that about the guy who wrote that baseline intro for Seinfeld. It gets played over and over every time it gets played. Cha-ching. Yeah, it's Cha-ching. it's not even a real bass. It's a fucking MIDI bass. It's fucking not even real. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, we got We really got to get our a song on the intro album. Yeah, yeah, sync is amazing. Like getting getting something through sync or getting something you know something on. Like that's where it's at, man. It, it's so funny. We can write some jingles, man. I'm <laughs> we can write like, some reggae oh, jingles. Man. But but it's interesting. Yeah, any, any, kind of, any, any kind of jingle. <laughs> it don't gotta be reggae, motherfucker. Jingle master. <laughs> uh, but but like that, it, it's funny how that at one time was seen as selling out. You guys remember that? You you guys are old enough to remember like, oh Metallica, fucking the one, you know the black album they're selling out or whatever it is. Poor Metallica has always been accused of selling out. Like. I saw a picture of James Hetfield walking out of like a Gucci store with a fucking Gucci bag, and they're like, "Sell out!" Well, fuck you, well, fuck him, anyways. <laughs> like, fuck him in the mouth. Like, fucking like, rock star, man. Gucci, awesome. Dude, I love Metallica, but those guys are fucking tool bags. Like, the funniest, most unintentionally funny documentary in the world is fucking some kind of monster. The the Metallica documentary. There's like this scene where 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 um 
where, where Lars is telling James Hetfield, he's like, he's like, oh God, that's not what I was supposed to do. <laughs> he's like, like well, James Hetfield. That's what he was telling James Hetfield? Yeah, yeah, he was like, he was like. That's exactly what he was saying. No, like James Hetfield was just like, uh, like they were listening back to a song and, and Lars goes, I don't know, bro. It just sounds kind of stock. And, and like, and he did it with that fucking Bay Area fucking stock. Like, Lars. Oh. Lars, Lars was the first one to kind of go douchebag, but I still love those guys. Man. Yeah, right. Me I too. Me was too. What? Lars? Where somebody, Lars somebody calls up their their ex-wife and their ex-wife's in the bed with Lars. Really? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that awesome. wait, is that, this is a real thing where someone Lars just, in bed with somebody's yeah. wife. In bed with yeah, Oh no, it was the series. It was uh I know. Are you making shit up? No, no, no. It was uh, from something. I watched something. Huh. Lars in the okay. real. Well, yeah. I gotta say, so my first concert was Nirvana. Oh my god, that's amazing. And the Bubble Surfers together. <laughs> amazing. And uh, Bobcat Goldstein, Goldstein, Goldstein Gold, opened up for them. Goldwaith. Gold, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. He's like, ah! I remember him talking about that and how big of a disaster that was for him. Oh, there was like a kid. Oh, Bobcat. The reason I was telling, saying this is my second concert was was Metallica. Okay. And Brownfield and San Ysidro and San Diego, like, you know, it's like mm -hmm. two miles from the border. Right. Or one mile. And it was the coolest shit ever. They were so cool back then. Like, <laughs> they were. I don't know what they are now, but I'm holding on to like, that yeah, was the cool. Me too. I was like, in a, I was in a mosh pit with like a bandana over my face because it was Brownfield, which is a, it's like a, it's dirt. it used to be an old airport. It's all dirt. Yeah. And it was mud and it was dirt and you're like dirt up your nose <laughs> and mosh pit. And I was like, you know, a kid, I was a kid. Like, I thought I was going to die, dude. And I, like, I was like holding back like 300 people, I felt like, and trying not to die. Like, it was just crazy. And then I look across the mosh pit and like my one of my oldest brother's best friends like looks at me. He like sees me. He's like, Zan, what are you doing in here? And I was like, help me. I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> but it was awesome. That's I was like, amazing. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. We saw from Metallica. I had a black eye on that during that seminar. Somebody was crowd surfing. Oh. You're in the face with their boot. Like, well, I'm glad it wasn't someone just coming up and punching you. What's up, MMA Mark? Welcome yeah, in, buddy. Uh, Goody, what's your first concert experience? I was just about to say, her <laughs> first concert experience is way cooler than mine, I think. Um, cooler than mine. My first, my first concert was Huey Lewis on the News. Oh, shit! <laughs> Out in the street, they call it murder. I, I actually still love you. I'm sorry, you still love, uh, you still love. Oh yeah, Huey Lewis in the news is fucking incredible. You can't, you can't shit on Huey Lewis in the news. They fucking. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I can't look. I can't sing. I'm not a singer. I'm a background guy. Anyways, yeah, what do you play? What did do we talk about this yet? Uh, but the, it's not about me. <laughs> but I play keys and guitar, bass, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I just recently got a Roland V drum set. Oh, watch out! Nice. Hey, so you're like an AK type. 
Uh, AK can sing much prettier than I can, and AK is probably a little bit more versed on certain things, uh, but uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, AK. AK. Are we gonna do an event? You gonna fly out? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? I I'm fucking. Yes. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, if you guys, if you guys ever come out to the Midwest, you know, I can put you guys in touch with some promoters that I know. It's not, but like uh, I, I know the hippie. I know I'm really cool with the hippie scene here, and reggae and hippie go together really well. Yes, so, do. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's like it's like jam band type stuff. Uh, dude, you're from the Midwest. Maybe, maybe you know, but. Um, the, have you, Goody, have you ever heard of acoustic hookah at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, so like, I'm, I knew I was going to know what you were talking about. Like, did you, yes. did you know already what I was about to ask? Yeah. I remember being up in Mount Pleasant at Central Michigan University with friends mm -hmm. and, and going to see, I think it was still when I was in high school, but we had like some college friends. We felt cool. Yeah. We went up to Mount Pleasant. And uh, so I think I saw him acoustic yeah. uka Hell yeah. in Mount Pleasant, That's crazy. Michigan. Hell yeah, man, dude! Many, they're fucking, years those guys are fucking like for. It's insane to think that those guys got as big as they did regionally and never went anywhere else with it. And there was a lot of financial things that went into that. But like, I don't know if you ever heard of Hookaville, but like Hookaville was like this huge. Yeah, I'm forgetting about all this stuff. What well, was I mean, that? Was there a festival? Yeah, that was their, like, they just had one over Memorial Day it, back from pandemic. Um, yeah, it, it was their festival, and they would bring in, like, Derek Trucks and Robert Randolph and fucking War and Bob Bob, uh, Bob Weir and, and Rat Dog and all these wow. amazing bands they would bring through, and they had just such this huge thing. And and for them to sort of, they didn't fizz out because they're still going. And and not, I'm not gonna shit talk them because Dave and Ed have both been on the show and they're very gracious with their time. But fucking, you know, they 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 had such a reach. I mean, they played Winston's for God's sakes, you know, like which you know, I'm not saying like if you play at Winston's, then you're 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 a made band. But I'm just saying cool. from from the Midwest to Winston's and having that kind of reach. Being able well, what to kind of draw were those festivals at the peak of those festivals? They were like 10, 20,000? Yes. 5,000? Yeah, about 10, 15,000. Yeah. And so, there you go. So that's what you're talking about. Yes. That's your point. Is that they were playing to 10, 15,000 in the Midwest and built up this very mm -hmm. regional, super mm. strong fan right. base, and then, but never, never wanted to tour out. Beyond well, they did. That. They did so, want to, but they, 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 there were some financial missteps that happened that sort of made a lot of waves within the band. You know, finances, as soon as finances come into play, fucking, you know, that, that's, ugh. Yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Like when you think about like like with Tribal Z's and and fucking Ian, like you know Ian put a whole fucking post about it, so it's very public. But you know, like as soon as money came into play, shit fell apart. You know, well obviously it didn't fall apart for those guys. They're they're they just moved on. But you know, and it didn't fall apart for Ian. I I don't want to say that Ian's career is over now. That he's not a part of Tribal Z's. I'm just saying that, like, to, that's it where... It affects people, and it affects people in all kinds yeah, of Yeah, and it's really oh, shitty. It's just business, you know? It but is. At the end of the day, like, there's still, like, some human aspect that I mean, it just messes up your life in a lot of ways. And it can also make you really successful and do great things, but you should do great things with money instead of, you know... Yeah, fighting. Get yeah. Weird. Don't get weird. Like, <laughs> don't get well, weird. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, number one, 
every situation has many, many sides and is always open to um, perspective. Once again, it's all about perspective is what I've found in life. That, that, that uh, That's almost above, it seems to be above everything. It's mm-hmm. just the perspective that you're given, which is, you know, perspective means that everything that you've gathered from the time you're born until now is your perspective, you know? So it's like, there you go. Everybody has a different perspective. Some is more drastic than others. And every, mm-hmm. every situation has so many different opinions going on. It's sometimes it's even, it's hard to know what's the truth or even what is the truth? Who's judge of that? Cause everybody's truth is different. Who's the overall, who says overall. So like judge and jury. in this world. Yeah, exactly. Like that so, song I love. That's my favorite line of that song actually. Yeah. So yours, yeah. mine, and the truth, right? There's, there's like three, just, yeah, there's crazy. three sides to every story. Your, yours, mine, and the truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so within that, it's just like, you know, it, it, it's, uh, there's always a bunch of different perspectives, but also, yes, they say, and reggae says it over and over again with classic songs, like money is the root of all evil. They say it over and over again <laughs> in many different ways. Yeah. And, uh, Money can definitely make friendships end. That was a Peter Tosh song as well. And uh, it's uh, it's a shame. Well, we've all experienced that. We've all experienced yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's. And uh, I, I feel it, like and, you know, the way to avoid that is just being the best person that you can be and bounce shit off of people. Like, don't always try to draw your own conclusions. Once again, perspective. Perspective. You know? I'm like, am I nuts? And you're like, no, you're, you're nuts. You're nuts. Like, Thank yeah. you. Okay. I, like, yeah. be open to like, feedback from people around you. I think a lot of people that, you know, just hold on to their own, their own perspective and that's, that's it. And, you know, no conversations outside of that. Like it's, you just close your world out, right? It's easy to get lost. It's easy to get lost. And I think what you can just open your mind and like take some other perspectives and you can learn from all the people around you. I mean, we have all experienced so many crazy things in our lives. Why not share the knowledge and absorb it from other people like, I, I mean, from like my own life, I'm always like, I want to learn from other people's mistakes. I think that that's like my number one rule. And I've always said it since I was a Rather little kid. Than your own. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to fuck things up that much in my life. I kind of want to learn from what you did. And then I won't do that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, no, I, that, that whole idea of, you know, truth lies in the middle somewhere and, 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 you know, like perspective and who's right, who's wrong, and who's the authority on who says that. And it, I mean, just when you think about in, in, in a, when you zoom out even more and when you look at like social media and when you look at like how toxic that could be and how like certain conversations can't be had because, you know, it, 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 it's offensive to somebody somewhere or, or whatever the situation is. There's just no, there's this lack of communication. I think it's, it's just, it's, it's coming from, uh, from the top down. I mean, from our government who came fucking communicate within itself to fucking how we communicate with fucking our media, with our social media and how we communicate our with our friends and our family. Yeah, it's all, there's, maybe. there's become these barriers between how we communicate with people and it's these fucking screens, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know how to get past, we've gone so far, how do we get past how do we get back to like being able to just like talk to somebody and not, you know, like and talk about a certain subject that 
without getting canceled or without getting, you know, offending people. It's like, why can't we have a conversation about money, right? Like, why can't we sit down and talk about this and work something out? Or why can't we talk? Why can't we talk about the lab leak? Huh? Why can't we talk about the lab leak? Can we talk about the lab leak? No, you're racist. You hate Asians if you talk about the lab leak. Oh, guess what? Now the lab leak is a viable option. I'm sorry. That, I, that that just squeaked out. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about? The lab leak? Is that like WikiLeaks? No, no, no. I'm talking about the, <laughs> I'm talking about the coronavirus and it, oh, it, it being... Oh, the lab leak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the lab leak. Yes, yes. Uh, you might have heard something about it in the news or you guys might not have. I mean, you got... Oh, no, we, we did. I did. Yeah. Well, I heard a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to know what's real. And exactly. What's real. And that's my bigger point here is like, what is what is real? What do we even know? How can we even confirm anything anymore? Where there's so many people talking. There's so many voices out there. How do you distill down what's true and what's not? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you guys do it? We talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck exactly. But sometimes you can't talk about some things, you know? Like we like like more than like last month we weren't allowed to talk about the lab leak or else you could be taken off of uh, of YouTube, you could get it demonetized. Yeah. Facebook was telling people that they were they were blocking their stuff. They're blocking people's posts and stuff. And this is just an example though, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like you can't talk about but now all of a sudden now that it's a real story and this is a real thing, and this is very important for us to know because we want to know how this shit started so we can prevent it from happening again. But how do you fucking distill the truth when you have so many authorities sort of controlling the narrative? So, I mean, like, how do you guys, I mean, how do you guys yeah, get to that? serious rabbit hole here? Because of course. <laughs> Of course. We talk yeah. about all this stuff a lot. I mean, you know, like finding the whatever. I mean, the well, your question was how do you yeah. how do you figure how do you find out? And yeah. my, I would say my suggestion is once again that's the thing I keep referring to perspective. So you got to get other perspective. There's own that's the only way to figure and anything open out. like open to other. Yeah, perspectives, although right? of course yeah. you can't be married to an idea, which seems to be the right way to go hmm. in most situations. I deal with that in creating songs. I deal with that in pretty much every aspect of life. Like it, that it's a, it's a trick, you know, it's a, it's not just, it's, it's, it's easy to get married to an idea. And then at the end of the day, it kind of fucks you over because there was a better idea and you missed it. And only that, that was just the gateway to the next idea. And you got married to the idea that was showing you the next idea. And then you missed out on what it was really, mm-hmm. what, it, what it would have been better, you know, like how it would have been better. So you know, I think it's important not to be married to any one idea and to be open to reason and logic is always a good thing. And um, and then just gathering as much information as possible, which I agree over screens, not in person. It's not as easy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to seek it. But you always it's always been that you've had to seek knowledge. That's true. You know, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, coming up with your own conclusion before you gain perspective. And so like something you, a lot of us do, which is you've got an idea, you're married to it. And then you're constantly looking for answers to validate that idea that you have or that you're holding on to. It's complicated psychological stuff, you know, like, but I found that you really can get lost in being married to an idea that maybe isn't the best one. And it, I think that it's a skill to be able to let it go. It's all about moments. It's all about perspective. So in any moment, 
it, we, I think it's a good thing to be able to accept another idea, practice yep. that, mm-hmm. you know, because our brains, everything, it's, slate clean it's all about like, okay, me- muscle memory, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. if you train yourself to, to it being able to be open to the next thing as soon as it comes and not being attached to an idea, or you could be attached to that idea if within reason and logic, it makes sense to be attached to that idea. <laughs> So you're always coming to a crossroads. And who's to know what you know? makes sense or not? And I don't who's know. to know? You can only gather knowledge and gain perspective. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like even when you when you you know you talk about music, it's like sort of getting out of your own way in music as well. You know, not getting married to this because like sometimes when you go into a song, you have this this fucking idea, and you're like running it and running it, and he's like, it's not working, it's not working, and like. And like you see this other path emerge, but you're like, fuck that. I want this because I have this idea. But as soon as you start sort of drifting down this other path, it, the, the, the music sort of starts revealing itself to you and you it, and you sort of let your guard down and all of a sudden the muse embodies, you know, like so it's yeah. like you got to get you kind of got to get out of your own way with with ideas, with art, with anything. It's like you got to get mm-hmm. out of your own way because you're going to fucking. Uh, yeah. you, you, you have to like stay in the flow i think up. like i mean there's times like just we use our like real life examples of like staying in the flow mm-hmm. and when you're like working towards something and it's one thing about like working hard and like achieving big goals and it's like there's challenges along the way but there's other thing which is like the flow and being able to like stay in your flow and when things just don't feel like you're like fighting something you feel like it just isn't you have to listen to your own intuition also you know mm-hmm. i mean like with the song we're like oh man like we're trying to like fit something what is it like square peg round hole or like right. just, that's not the flow. It doesn't feel right. And the minute you like switch to some other gear and start going in another direction, you're like, Oh, that feels way better. Like it just seemed, it just, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing you just said, yeah. which is it, it, when you give in to the neck, like you're trying to stay married to some idea and then some next idea comes, but you refuse mm-hmm. to go down that road because you're so married to this one idea and as soon as you let go of that first idea, because then you're forcing it, as soon as you let go, you drop into the flow of it. And then you start to feel the real inspiration that feels like, oh, there it is. Like it starts flowing. Mm-hmm. And there's there's what you were looking for. Yeah. And you were only not seeing it because you were lost on the last idea, you know? And how exhausting is it? I mean, you've been there. I'm sure I, you know it. I mean, you you're only able to talk on this because you've experienced it. And so, how exhausting yeah. is it when you do ignore the path that's trying to present itself? I mean, yeah, way harder than just dropping into the river and letting it take you. You yeah. know, yeah, you're fighting. You're, like swimming, you're swimming against the current. Yeah. You know, it's it's like literally physically exhausting. It's like playing to a dead room. Like like there's like the there's like two people in the room and they don't want you to be playing, so they're ignoring you. Like just hardcore ignoring you. And by the time you leave the bar, you just dumped all this energy into this show, this performance. And with none of it reciprocated, and 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 you just leave fucking exhausted and defeated. It, it feel it, it's that same feeling of just like not accomplishing anything, and it, and like so I can't imagine so many people's lives are are led like this, where they're married to these ideas, and, and this is beyond art, you know. This is just like their life in general. Like how exhausting. Does it have to be to hold on to these like fucking just these ideas, you know, these ideas, these ideologies? Yes. 
so much. It's so much wasted and just how tired do you have to be all the fucking yeah. time? It takes Damn. a lot of energy to be like shitty, you know? And, like, <laughs> it's a lot easier just to be nice. I mean, or at least for me, I don't know, maybe not for some other people, but I just feel like, man, it's, it takes a lot of energy to just be like rude about shit and be negative and mm. to be positive. It's just it flows, you know? It's true. I, I like that lyric you guys have where it's like smile. Um, uh, what was it? it's smile a smile on your face even when you don't wanna it's sort of like mm-hmm. and this idea of, of from what I gathered I mean I, you guys have your own opinion on what it is but it, like what I gather is like even even when you don't feel like smiling it's like smile it's like it's sort of like what I do when I look in the mirror and I don't when I hit when I'm at my lowest and I hate myself at the worst I'll literally go to the mirror and fucking be like I love you. I love you. And this is like, it sounds so fucking stupid and it sounds ridiculous, but you're literally training your fucking brain, carving out pathways, right? Like make it, you're carving your brain to, to, to go there and to so like, the water ch- those directions, right? Exactly. Like, it's, groups. It's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The shit that we do to oh. ourselves. How yeah, does, how does every opinion seem to lead to hate right now? I, I don't know because because there's always someone else that doesn't agree, and they feel like they're so right that the other person aren't, isn't even allowed to like question it, which is weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe we all just need to agree to disagree. <laughs> that's the basics, you guys. Like let it go. Back to the basics, baby. Just be cool, man. Just be cool. <laughs> What's up, mental? <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, we got some more questions over here, which I uh, oh, thank you for putting uh, uh, Zan's uh, uh, Instagram uh, link nice. in there. Follow me on right. Facebook too. I know that's for weirdos, but. I think I'm pretty sure I put the the Facebook link in here too. Facebook's for weirdos and Virginia's for lovers. And really? Yeah. Should we go to Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> I hear the property's cheap down there. Uh, but okay, so here's a question from the chat. We have uh, who's your favorite comedian? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. You go with that one. That's let's say. Um, you know, I, I like Dave Chappelle. Ooh, I like, um, fucking Dave, Eric Dave. Andre, who we were talking about earlier. Oh, I like, uh, George Carlin. I like, uh, you know, I'm, I like old Eddie Murphy stand up. That, that's cool. Like raw and the delirious. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bill Burr. Yeah, I mean, I like South Park. Those guys are comedians to yeah, me. Yeah. I like, I, I honestly, I mean, it's weird because you know now this is like bringing us into this, but it kind of relates to the this other thing that we're talking that we just are talking about, which is you know the more serious side of things and mm. what's you know just everything that's been going on for us in the last year. All of us, I'm talking about as a collective, mm. and uh, you know, I like co- comedians that uh, that. It, it's, you know, it's what a lot of comedians do. They make you laugh about it. You know, it's crazy ass shit's going on. They make you laugh about it. Um, then we see Dave Chappelle come on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Was awesome. Yeah, it was his, and he just got up and just gave this. That yeah, was it was legit. amazing. Yeah. Was like, you haven't seen women? it. Go yeah, when you're attacking women? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Dude, so dude. it's like comedy is even more funny, I think, when it applies to the present day, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the fearlessness it takes to get up there and say that shit right now, because 
totally. let's face it, is like a lot of people are fucking scared to tell the truth and what they feel is the truth to themselves. You know, how many times are people holding their tongue about certain issues when when things come oh, up right. in conversation, you know, and, and they're in around certain company and they have to like put on their airs and whatever it is, you know, like people yeah. are afraid. People are afraid to talk and like I don't that's a bad place to be in a, in a country that's supposed to be a democratic de uh, democracy, you know. I, I think it's a bad place to be when you can't talk about really serious things. Uh, that lead to policy, that lead to things that affect us directly. And when you can't even talk about it, then who's making the decisions and who is... Who Not is, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah. we're over here fucking yelling we're at our neighbor. Stuff, all the decisions are being made. Decisions are being made in small, smoky runes, fucking, you know, like, so <laughs> it's... Yeah. It, 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 without the ability to discuss, without being able to have the talk... Things are gonna go on without us while we're here squabbling about fucking, f fucking the lab leak or whatever it is. You know, it's just like it, it's fucking. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's that idea that you're talking about is something called divide and conquer. You know, yes, it's yeah. the age-old political um, trick. Yeah, divide people amongst themselves. And then they're much easier to conquer. Not to say, you know, I mean, I'm just, just in general, that's the big, that's the big thing. It's easier to control people when they're off bickering about other stuff. And it seems to be sometimes that way when, you know, even just with just media stuff, that's just mm -hmm. normal stuff. They're always, you know, the reason why it's so much more, um, the, the reason why the Kardashians or whoever get so many views more than like actually events that are going on in the world and people seem to not care about that is because I don't know, they're more, they're more into that, but that's definitely what keeps, what keeps, it, it helps to keep people not paying attention. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just fucking numb them with some kind of like mindless bullshit, they're not going to be worried about, fucking, you know, like weird little Tic Tacs that are flying around fucking the skies off the coast of San Diego, you know? They're not going to be worried about fucking... I little Tic Tacs. Oh, yeah. Those the fucking things. About that. What's... I, saw, I saw some weird video. like with a guy it, with walking a guy on a in bridge. India, and it was like this alien like walking on a bridge with a skinny body. Oh, but it could have easily been <laughs> digitally put in yeah. there. Who, who knows, right? Like, what's... Yeah. Is that the new, like, there? laser for the cats? We're like, oh, it's another thing over there. Let's follow that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah YouTube suggested something else similar i might as well go click on that too yeah like oh okay <laughs> no, do it yeah. like no no i'm gonna go jump that, in the that's ocean that's very interesting and, though yeah it is i think it's very the, alien yeah thing. i mean what, what what do you guys think it is i just heard today that it could possibly because uh because of technology and like tupac you know uh, uh with the hologram flying around in a spaceship <laughs> no, no 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 i sorry that all came out in different ways uh the tupac hologram at coachella uh, they're using that kind of technology to broadcast these things to create dissent and discourse. That's what I, that's what I heard today. But what are your guys' take on it? What do you guys think they are? I have zero clue. Other than, huh, that's cool. I feel like that's I. Really weird. I, I think, <laughs> okay. Here's the two things that make me think. One, I definitely believe that they're that we're not the only life in the entire huge vast universe. Right. Um. I, and then I also believe that 
I don't know enough. it's fun to speculate that's for me it's, it's fun to speculate. i mean well basically what do we know is that there were some objects over the ocean that nasa or whoever usually keeps track of that type of stuff mm. admits finally after all of this conspiracies of like, them hiding spaceships in roswell mm-hmm. and dead aliens and all kinds of stuff, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, 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 for sure. After all that, they finally admit that there's something. They're not admitting that there's life on other planets. They're yeah. just admitting that there was something in the air that they don't know what it is. Right. It's not any kind of any. It, was it it's so? Was Tupac that, within that in a spaceship? It's what it it's was. Too, it's Tupac in one of those hand gliders. <laughs> With just a reflection. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just uh Tupac's uh t- we actually see eight percent of the sky. Oh, well thank you, Mental. Uh no, but but apparently that's just the tip of the so Were they real op they were objects? Did anybody get any shots of it besides like just that's light that. in the sky? Yeah, well that's the thing that uh that uh Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying. It was like with all this technology and all these phones, you're telling me that all we get are these granular little shitty things that are floating around in the sky? He's like, why isn't there no aliens? Where's the aliens? Uh, you know, aliens, let's do some stuff. Let's make some music together. <laughs> let's collab, son. Alien music. Yes. That's a little too uh, terrestrial for them. Uh, okay, we have a couple more questions here. Uh, let, let, let's see. Uh, oh, Random Mystique says, wait, hold on. You guys know Sunshine Cantu? Uh, <laughs> I was recently introduced to her through 420 Pinups, hoping to collab oh. with her. Do you guys know Sunny from 420 Pinups? Or from- we know yeah, Sunny. Yeah, we know Sunny. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Do you, you guys know her personally? Yeah. We, we do. She yeah. was actually jamming bass with us for um, a little while, a short little stint, but she lives up in Santa Cruz. She's not like in town. So the traveling, especially with the whole pandemic thing, got a little much. But she's a great, she's a great gal. And uh, we have a lot of props to her. And, um, and she, uh, so she's got a great, she's got a great style, vibe yeah. stuff going on. She right does a lot of cool interviews too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she interviewed. I, I mean, I just knew her as a photographer. Sunshine show or something. I think it's, it's called, right? Facebook. Because she, uh, she also shoots for Suicide Girls too, right? Mm-hmm. She has like she's fucking. She's actually pretty big in the photography world and like the model. Yeah, she rocks some cool style, man. She's she is like I love her. I love her eye, and she's taken pictures of my wife before. Um, several several shots. Um, nice. But, uh, and, and like they, she just, uh, uh, Raina is the, which is my wife. She's in chat right now. Um, Raina is the official musician for, for 20 oh. paintups. So like oh, she'll, nice. she'll go out to like shoots and just walk around and play music for the models. Oh, snap. Hey, we need some models at our shows. So. <laughs> well, yeah. we need some suicide. We need some suicide. Oh, 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 that's a different thing. and all kinds of stuff. So anyone you want to send our way, we, I got it. I got the wrong person. I got it all mixed up, guys. I'm an idiot. Sorry. I'm an idiot. I got it all mixed up. Anyways, 
I know what you're talking about now. It makes sense to me too. I got you. I'm just, I just, I just go. I just go. Okay. I yeah. just go. Um, I do want to talk about these new singles. I'm digging it. And um, uh, uh, yeah, like I was saying, Better Left Unsaid was probably like, I, I'm really, I really like it. I really like the message. Um, can you guys kind of talk about that particular song? Um, just for people who probably haven't heard. I can't play it for you guys. I'm sorry. But, uh, but uh, do you, and by the way, do you do the guitar work, all the guitar work in that? No, I have. Uh, I we have in that song on Better Left Unsaid. It was yeah. that other guy who's uh-huh. awesome. Um, the other guy who's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's so the, that song. You have to know the story of that song. That Please. song is um, is produced by Eric Hirshhorn of Revolution. I, I contributed to, to the production as well. So Keezy. we co we produced the song together. Mm. Um, do you know Eric? I don't know him personally, but I, I think he plays keys, right? He plays keys in the board. He plays keys at sax. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know yeah. We, I, I know of him, but I don't know him. So I did a I did a tour, a run with with Eric. I think it was only original I think he was only on half that run and I think it was only like a two-week run that I ever toured with Eric, but somehow, or maybe it was more than that, but whatever. Um, somehow, Eric and I really fucking bonded. I feel like we just have, we have a lot in common, and we come from a similar background, um, and we just um, have a, we just have this bond mm-hmm. automatically right off the bat, and I love that dude, and he's uh, he's on my one of my great friends and um, he, this was the first time he's definitely done, especially horn work on a lot of tracks that I have put out recently, mm-hmm. especially, but um, this was the first track that we actually, that he lended so much production to it. And it's his, it, it was his arrangement. And um, I just feel, you can tell of course, with the jazz element that um, that's, so relevant in that song yeah absolutely um, even the guitar solo i was gonna say like i brought up the guitar because like the guitar solo itself has sort of like a jazzy element and it was well, ex- the whole arrangement. excellent yeah, player eric's super jazz trained you know mm, nice. he's actually he's a young dude and he is virtuoso with oh, the fucking jazz and fury and everything he you know he's like his uh his piano playing is amazing, of course, as as most um, most producers and uh, and per, um, you know, just I mean, he's basically a he's a maestro, you know. He's he, oh, he did some production at a tribal scene show. Did you see that? No, he came out with like the sport coat and uh, and did some conducting. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Con- that's him conducting. Eric, yeah. uh, I didn't even know that was him, dude. That was really dope. Those fucking nice the, those sessions are really good. I really dug it. That's totally. cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um. So Eric, yeah. That's it's all his arrangements. Great guy. Great human. And mm. uh, and that was that's actually his buddy. And I'm drawing a blank on on the guy's name because he has a name that I'm not used to. But mm. um, I'll have Zan post the link once he gets back. Oh good. Um, to, good. His, to his Instagram because he's a great guitar player and uh and a super cool guy also but he's an eric he's eric's boy from i'm pretty sure they're both up in long beach Mm. um so uh yeah 
that was that's the guitar work and he is that jazz that crazy jazz soloing it it's like he's a shredder for sure you know oh yeah but what do you what do you what do you when you when you have people is that and, and you know i don't I never really hold people to the flame for this question, but like, what is this song, you know, when you wrote it, like, you know, the meaning for you? Cause I know, cause I know people are going to take it differently. Everyone's going to take it differently. And you know, you can answer this or not. I don't, you know, I don't want you to, no. but uh, what it's, is it? Honestly, mean? the, uh, the theme of that song is very relevant to my everyday runnings. Mm. It's, it's a, I think it's something that we all can relate to, which is you got to sometimes put your money where your mouth is, you know, and so somehow to say that, you know, mm -hmm. and it's basically like, let's just actions speak louder than actions words. Speak louder than words. <laughs> all these sayings that we, that we say that we know is true. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's basically that that's the idea of it, that we're, you know, don't tell me about how great you are. Everybody Just does show that. us how great Just you do are. Something be great. cool. Be nice. Yeah. Be a great human. Right. Take care yeah. of the people around you. Exactly. You know? like, Just don't act, be greedy. Actions do the actions. Mm -hmm. That's really what matters in this life. I think it's like, I, I think that some bad shit has been built on, good intentions hmm. you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I, I i mean like i mean a great example i think is, is is like religion itself right like you know like there's a lot of good intentions but a lot of bad things happened you know because mm -hmm. they were trying to enforce their good intentions on other people yeah. um yeah that's <laughs> exactly it's yeah, yeah. It's, good, it's at like, a certain just, point it did yeah. It becomes unreasonable, which is another term I use all the time. You know, <laughs> I'm always, always reasonable, unreasonable judging tests, reasonable, like, unreasonable, reasonable, yeah. unreasonable. Is this reasonable? Because a lot of people try to give you some really unreasonable shit. Something you and, and call it reasonable. They coat it in a fucking they, they coat some dog shit in a chocolate coating and try to give it to you as a You're cake. Like, still smells like dog shit. That's not reasonable. <laughs> I can yeah. smell it. I can you know? smell it. I can smell it. Uh, <laughs> and then that line. But even when you don't want to put a smile on your face, my grandfather, who had a really hard life and was, you know, smuggled out of Hungary when he was 12 years old in a horse and buggy and never saw his mom again and, you know, went to work for a friend of a cousin in Philadelphia at a, at a movie theater for six dollars a week or something, you know, just like the wow. classic immigrant story. And he built. Yeah a home and a family and mm -hmm. built his American dream, which and he was a great man. And he used to always say, um, he had the number of muscles it takes to frown. He knew however many muscles and then however many muscles, which was a lot less to <laughs> smile. So he'd always reference that yeah. whenever you were like frowning or you had a, like a bad look on your face, he'd always say that, you know, that, yeah give you that statistic of how many muscles it takes <laughs> to frown. Just like putting a lot of energy into being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It takes a lot more mm. than just it does feel it does feel like it's harder to go mm, than it does to go mm -hmm. hey, yeah. hey your favorite people. today. Yeah, putting money into the and it's the same thing we were talking about earlier with swimming against the current. It's mm. so much more energy to swim against the current than to just go with it go and with smile. It. And yeah. oh man. You know? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I, I just had to 
walk away from it because I heard the dog barking. I was like, oh, she probably just wants water. Mm-hmm. And we have we have chickens. Oh my and, god! Uh, and the chickens are like, like they're all like, what's going on? They're all there's always some chicken drama. There's a lot of chicken. Drama. <laughs> Do you guys they're like? It's crazy. They, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> so they're all like huddled under like this little. They're like free ranging today. They're like they're out like they're eating a lot. They're just out like totally fucking up the yard right now. Like just having a party right now because we're not out there to watch them. And uh, and they're like huddling under this little planter box thing. And there's like birds all in the sky. Like, yeah, they're like. Okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah, why, don't we, why don't we do this? Why don't we... Uh, do you guys feel like playing a song? Do you guys feel yeah, like doing do it? it? Okay. Why don't we play a song and then let our guests go for the day so they can go save their chicken? No, we can just do this forever. We're like, two hours is a long time. We're like, Shh, you have two more hours? <laughs> no, I understand. When you're sitting there like, I don't know anything about what's about to happen and you want to, you want two hours of my time... Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. You guys uh, take it away. Let us know what song you're playing and uh, and just. What are we gonna do? Go ahead. We do. We're gonna do light on the runway, but I think we should do changes because you played that live version. Then that was the version. last one. But yeah. Yeah, it's hard to compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> <She's kidding. laughs> All right. This is our song called Changes. Spotify or every, everywhere you stream music and uh, giving us a follow means the world to us. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you for having us.
Just Goody, Zan, thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I had a great time chatting with you guys and uh, yeah, getting to know you guys a little better besides just the music. So, uh, uh, again, how can people find you and what, what's your plans for the summer? Oh, man. Well, JustGoodyMusic.com, our website. We're on all socials. And now we have a Twitch, so... Hey! <laughs> well, you so have, you're you on have Twitch. to give me some tips. I don't yeah. know. We'll Link us out. up on Twitch. There you go. Um, and we will be touring. We're playing. Uh, we're going to announce some some shows here really, really soon. Oh. We're lining them up. We're going to knock them out. Um, and then we have some new music out. We have an, an awesome new single out next Friday. Oh, the pre-save that. Pre-save to the beach. We'll be posting that actually. We're Summertime it anthem today. to the beach. What's yeah. what's the yeah. name yeah. of the song? Classic, like what we were talking yeah. about before, classic oh. California reggae. Nice, nice. And and uh, are are you doing the production on that as well, or are yeah. you? Okay. Well, we, that was with uh, Loud City. Loud City, yeah. Seattle. Yep. Oh yeah. wow! So you just you're working. You guys are working with just everybody then. Anybody's we're not anybody. I'm not saying anybody and everybody. <laughs> anybody, just just whoever it and is. Love your rhythm. If it's yeah. good, whole voice on it. We love it. Yeah, we're always up. We to we're, we love collaborations, and I I think the most magical music has been made. There's a rhyme for you. When uh... oh, oh no! Oh my I god! I'm I sorry, guys. Off. Sorry, sorry. That was awful, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. No, it's the stupid thing. I'm trying to fucking. I'm trying to shut these tabs, and they're just automatically going. Sorry, guys. Please continue. Let's just turn this into Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah. Can I just dump some water on somebody? Push me off my cajon right now. <laughs> break, break your desk apart. <laughs> yeah, y'all. You're on a cajon. Nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I got a cajon. The right. the. <laughs> Cajon love around here. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> I'm on it backwards, actually. I'm like, so yeah, check us out. There's all the dates. Did we say all the dates of the uh, uh, of the shows? Oh, we do have a. Uh, are we the uh, we're gonna do be doing Copa, Arizona. Copa, but we haven't released everything on our socials yet. Like we've there's like, a sneak a leak. We just leaked that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Never mind. Erase that. And uh, yeah, so go to. Uh, the website, everything will be posted on there. We're doing all kinds of giveaways and yeah, we're playing San Diego really soon. And it'll all be posted when that goes down. We're trying to go live on um, socials too, um, as often as we can. So tune in, and we we got yeah, a lot of follow us everywhere. We we go live on Facebook a lot. Mm. Yeah, Instagram, I mean, we go live, and there's like one person watching, which is usually me watching us. Yeah. Watching her, watching, watching her, watching, me, watching, watching me, you. You guys, well, if you guys, um, if you guys check out Restream, you could do like sort of a, you could, you could stream all, all on all of them at once. I, I know, I've like gotten seventy five percent into it, and I'm like, never mind, let's just go live. I know it's weird. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass. That's a good thing because seventy five percent of the time it works. You know, Louis, uh, Louis, not I always say Venezuela, but uh, I always get his name last name wrong but um he uh he does a great stream on uh electric louis land uh he's san diego um he he works out at that school that fucking music school that ak is involved with and stuff you know what i'm talking about the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah didn't we donate our piano to that school 
Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He does it. He does. He does live streams from there of like local jazz people and stuff. It, it's really awesome, and he kills it with the restream. Something to think about. Something to think about. But thank you guys again so much. I really appreciate. It. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, again, uh, I, I'll I'll be reaching out again for the audio release and all that. Cool. Let's stuff. do it. We'll be posting it to all of our socials too. Hey. All right. I'll send you the link as well from this video um, when I'm done here. So. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys Perfect. so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for hey, hanging hey. out. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. I really appreciate y'all coming on the show and talking your truths. Uh, go and find Just Goody at JustGoodyMusic.com. Go and get yourself some goody. Go get the, go get the goodies. Uh, so, and, and I just want to spell that out for you guys so we get it right. And that's J-U-S-G-U. Oh, my God. Let's start over. J-U-S-G-O-O-D-I-E-M-U-S. SIK.com. There you go, guys. Go get yourself some just goody. Go get the goodies. Uh, he has a store. He has new music out right now, uh, which is called We Got Changes Light on the Way. And of course, we have uh, Better Left Unsaid. So go and get those new. Go listen and, and stream them and get it into your soul. And be on the lookout for Just Goody on the road this summer and fall. So there you go. Thank you, guys. I, I really enjoy talking to those two. They're very intelligent human beings. And uh, we could have went on for hours. We could have went on for hours. You know, it, and it's funny because you get in those modes where it's like, I know like before the show, they were a little bit apprehensive because they weren't sure what they were getting into because uh, they're like two hours of talking. What are we talking about? But then as soon as they got into it and we started like really connecting, they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, we're going to shit talk. The <laughs> we're going to sit here and shit talk. I can sit here and shit talk. Uh, and, and yeah, so it turned out to be a really good time. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that performance. In any case, um, that's that's it. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed your 4th of July. I hope that you still have all your fingers. And, uh, you know, I hope that you didn't get too drunk and say something embarrassing or embarrass your family or, or, or you know, yell at somebody that might have just, you know, been trying to give you some, some, some God-honest advice. <laughs> Make your apologies. Don't, don't let those things linger. Make your apologies and move on. Uh, but mean it, mean it, because, and if you mean it, you won't do it again, so, how did we get here, Jesus, go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and check out uh, the live stream, if you're not over there, you're missing out on so much more content, like yesterday, something that'll never be released on the audio podcast, on the audio feed, is we had a, a, a just us day. We played marbles on stream. I did some live loops. We chatted about free Britney and fuck Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, uh, and fuck Bill Clinton too. Fuck him too. Uh, <laughs> fuck them both. Uh, well, let them fuck each other. I, I don't know. Uh, there, 
it was a good time. So you're missing out on content you're never ever gonna get on the audio feed. We play games, win prizes, there's music streams, there's all kinds of shit going on on the Twitch stream. So get yourself over there, go subscribe, go buy some bits, go make a fucking profile, get into it. Don't worry about the world opening up, okay? You stay online. You stay online and you come to my Twitch streams. If you want to support the show monetarily, go to threadless. What is that? Excuse me. We speak English good.threadless.com and go check out our wide array of, of merch. Uh, July 16th, keep that date in your mind because Hot Boy Summer will be coming out officially in July. Uh, so. Well, just just be ready. Uh, and that's it. I'm done talking about all this stuff. I got to record a whole nother intro and outro. So I got shit to do, folks. Plus, I got a mod. It's a whole thing. So I will talk to you guys on Friday with a fairy live show. I hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see y'all later.